So welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Playing Full Out, and I'm your host, Augie Violet, and this is where we explore success, fulfillment, and the power of purpose. Each week, we visit with interesting people who not only make money, but they make a difference. And this is where we spread the good news about enlightened wealth, success that serves others. And I'm so happy to say that this week, our guest is Alexa Mikna, and Alexa is an amazing woman. Now, she's incorporated her passions into a business that integrates traveling the world, her love of sales and houses into a business. And she shows people how to creatively structure real estate transactions and has done over 85 real estate deals without a bank or much of her cash. And she's done all of this in only four years. She's helped over 150 families get into a home for the first time or help sell a house with ease. And she strives to provide affordable housing and creative options to both investors and homeowners. And she does it using creativity so that she can help as many people as quickly as possible. So without further ado, welcome Alexa. Thank you so much for having me, Augie. I look forward to it. All right, so let's play full out. Now, the word success conjures up lots and lots of different thoughts in different people's minds, and it's one of those kind of amorphous terms. What does the word success conjure up in your mind? I think success for me is really just feeling good and knowing that I'm helping my family, others, the community um, comfortably right? It's not about a pile of money. It's not about certain things. It's about the experiences that we can provide for our family, our friends, and our communities. So it's, it's nothing fancy, like a bunch of cars and crazy stuff. Um, it's really the feeling that it gives me. Uh-huh. Well, people that know you know you drive a big, beautiful pickup truck. But I do. <laughs> there's there's I do. no Mercedes in the driveway hide now. No, no. Those were the old sales days. Those are, those are right. far gone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you and me both. Okay. So what would you say, you know, to, to our, our listeners out here that if there was one particular big factor that has contributed to your success or helped you to be successful? I mean, the be? biggest... Yeah, the biggest factor in my success, um, I would absolutely give to growing up with an entrepreneurial mother. Mm -hmm. um, she is, a, I mean, obviously, you know my mother. She is a beast. She is a phenomenal salesperson. She has owned her own businesses her entire life, mm -hmm. um, from managing a bar when I was 15 years old in high school and college. Mm -hmm. Um, to starting my own businesses, and, and I've gone through so much over the years, so many different avenues, um, there is nothing that replaces that spirit of being mm -hmm. able to do anything um, and obviously being able to sell, because I think entrepreneurial sales really go hand in hand, uh, being able to talk to anyone in any situation and really be comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. So mom the beast. I just, I just I love that. I love that because... I've heard a lot of people talk about their moms being the first one that has introduced you as, as a beast. She, and I mean, she is, I mean, she just had her hip replaced. Mm -hmm. uh, she is literally one of the most badass women uh, in the world. She can do anything. And she instilled that in me from such a young age that I mm -hmm. can do anything. Um, and that belief, that, that confidence and belief, it doesn't matter what you learn or what you know. Mm -hmm. That confidence and how we feel about ourselves, it really takes over. Yeah, confidence is crucial, you know, and it's, 
it's, it's without it, people really do struggle. So um, people have different things that inform them from a moral, ethical perspective that kind of helps them, you know, get into the good things, but also kind of helps them through the tough times. And what is it that, you know, helps you wrestle with those things of the, the spiritual nature that kind of gets into your inner game sometimes? Yeah. You know, I think that, that we all have, we all wrestle with something, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be ups and downs, obviously I've been a business owner forever. Um, so the ups and downs of our, our business. And I think the biggest thing for me is being around good people. Um, I'm, I'm constantly surrounded by great people that want me to do better, uh, mm -hmm. that want me to, to, you know, whether it be give more money to charities or, you know, improve our systems at work or spend more time with family. I mean, whatever my goals are, I'm surrounded by people that strive to do the same. And I think that like-minded mindset is more important than anything else. Um, I've got friends that still work regular, you know, 40 hour work week jobs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're a real downer to talk to um, because they're only talking about the bad things in life. And even when, you know, we had an air conditioning break yesterday, um, happens all the time, right? We mm -hmm. can look at that as, gosh, an AC went out, you know, that could be five, $6,000. Um, but at the same point, we can look at it on the positive side and being around people that aren't like, oh, that's terrible is something that dramatically helps me. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that like-mindedness, whether it be spirituality or God, um, we want to be around positive, good people that want to do better. And it just makes the entire, uh, entire thing work so much nicer. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you and I are both fans of Stephen Covey and lots of other folks in the self-development world. Of course. And just think the guy is a rock star. Uh, or at least was a rock star and will be a memorial rock star from here here forward. But uh, he always talks about habits. And what would you say are maybe your top few success habits? Um, I think one of my biggest success habits is uh, constantly evaluating. Mm -hmm. um, so constantly looking at the things I'm doing. Are they working? Are they not? Are we doing them because we've been doing them? Um, I used to work with DirecTV and this, this past year I quit working with DirecTV because mm -hmm. it was one of those things that was a time suck and it wasn't bringing the return that it needed. Mm -hmm. uh, so one big one is just constantly evaluating. We don't have to stay in a certain relationship. Mm -hmm. um, we need to get out of it if it's not working. So that's personal. If there's mm -hmm. a bad person in your life, you need to get out of it. If it's work related, if there's a structure or something that's not working it's okay to say no and it's okay to stop doing something. It's not failing, right? Um, from another habit perspective, I would say it kind of goes along with that same evaluation. Even though I think I, I know a lot, I am constantly asking other people around me, mentors, colleagues, you know, other investors, hey, am I, is this the right way to be doing this? Mm -hmm. um, so having that constant learning mentality of, uh, you know, I'm coming to see Tony Robbins uh, shortly. So, mm -hmm. you know, going to those kinds of things, uh, I've seen Brian Tracy and Zig so many times, um, keeping that learning and growing and educating, I think is so important. And 
and keeps you from not being stagnant and, and getting stuck, right? If you're not growing, you're not, right. you're not going anywhere. Yeah, so keep growing and learn to say no. <laughs> two, you know, two big ones, it, right? It's kind of funny. The power of no is very powerful when people very, employ very it the right way. So, yeah. Good. So, what kind of mistakes have you made along the way? Obviously, you know, I, I kind of love the, the book of, of Failing Forward, you know, and uh, most of the successful people I know have had bumps in the road. You know, how about you? What kind of mistakes have you made along the way? And, and what did you learn from them? What was the, the, the lesson? the feedback rather than the event itself. Absolutely. I know, I think you and I both enjoy saying we've made more mistakes than most people even attempt to try, right? Mm -hmm. um, and any of my successful friends on any level um, are not afraid of it. They, they embrace failure. You know, I know you look at it as feedback. Um, it is absolutely an opportunity to learn and change and adjust. Um, and from, you know, my youngest entrepreneurial days of having a tie-dye shirt business <laughs> in, in middle school, mm -hmm. it's definitely something that has adjusted and changed over time. As far as big mistakes, I haven't made massively large, costly mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely wasted a lot of time on things that did not end up being fruitful. Mm -hmm. um, in the house world, I haven't lost money on a house. Knock on, knock on wood. I don't know if I have wood nearby, but I haven't lost money on a property. Um, I've come very close to the worst case scenario budget, like within two hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a, a fifty thousand dollar rehab, and I think the renovation came in at like forty nine thousand eight hundred dollars, um, and that was with all the oops money in the in the world. You know, the mm -hmm. septic was bad, the electric was bad, everything was bad. Um, so as far as mistakes go, most of the time they're not saying no and not double checking with someone else. So those successful traits have allowed me to really concentrate on them and catch them before they go, they go really poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of my, my big mistakes, and it's one of the things I'm working on right now is time blocking and organization. So time blocking is so hard for me and I hate to say that. And I've been working on it on a regular basis. And I've learned that I can time block with some flexibility. And it's really allowed me to do that. So essentially, I'm time blocking, you know, 11 to three o'clock. And I want to get these three or four things done. But I know in my heart, I'm going to try maybe something else comes up an AC breaks down. Pardon mm -hmm. me. And I know I've got some flexibility. So kind of giving myself some, some chances in that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. With that time blocking thing, even within your time blocks, you've also got to prioritize. Because if you have four things you want to get done in that four hour period, which is the biggest, ugliest frog, mm -hmm. as Brian Tracy would say, that you need to have. Absolutely. You know, because that's the one you got to knock down first. And as long as you're always knocking down your biggest trees, so to speak, you'll build that road through the forest. That's really what it boils down to. And I think um, a, lot, a lot of the failures that, that I have are really sticking with something too long and hoping mm -hmm. it's going to work um, in the real estate world. Now, luckily, I've, I haven't bought the houses that I've fallen in love with and mm -hmm. had that emotional attachment to that we know is bad. Um, you know, but I've, I've seen it happen to so many people and I've been there and I've been so close to, to making those mistakes. Luckily, I've been around others that can say, hey, are you really looking at this in a, <laughs> or yeah. are you letting your heart get involved and your excitement and, you know, level up? 
And that's so true. I mean, I just at, at a, an event out in Ohio this weekend, and the one thing I tried to get people to understand is don't fall in love with the house, fall in love with the deal. Yeah. What are the numbers? Absolutely. What's the profit potential? How can, you, in love with the numbers. How can you grow it over time? You can, you can take an ugly house and make it beautiful, but falling in love with a house can break your heart. Yes. <laughs> and, you, and your bank. Yes. So, okay. So what would you say has been your greatest learning to date on your journey? My greatest learning to date, um, in, in real estate specifically, it is those houses where everything kind of goes wrong mm -hmm. um, because there's nothing that you can, there's nothing that we can share with you, you know, to explain how something's going to go wrong. Um, the first couple houses that I bought, you know, four years ago with my husband, um, we did a lot of the work, which I know we shouldn't do. And, you know, mm -hmm. you and I both say, don't do the work. Um, initially when you start though, there is a part of that that is so, it's worth a thousand times more than the value. You know, mm -hmm. you get to see how these things work on the inside. You get to have some confidence in how you describe, um, how you describe it to a contractor. You actually sound like you know what you're doing, right? Um, so going through those, uh, it's wasted a lot of my time and I know it's cost me deals mm -hmm. because I wasn't talking yeah. to sellers. I wasn't doing the things I should have been doing but it also helped me grow so much by learning how the drywall guy gets his stuff done and by realizing that I should never scrape popcorn off a ceiling ever again in my life. Uh, but that's something we hire out and do. So I think those things, getting your hands dirty. Uh, my mother and I recently cleaned out a disgusting property. We put the videos up on Facebook. Um, the Frosty House was just disgusting. Uh, so we cleaned out this property because we got a $4,000 bid to empty out the house. Well, mm -hmm. her and I treated it as a workout and we sweated and we, you know, <laughs> we did what we had to do to get it done in three hours. Well, her time and my time, three hours, that's absolutely worth saving $4,000 on the project. Um, and now we found a couple people where we can emulate and say, hey, this is what we can pay for this. We're not, we're not doing it this way. This is how you need to do it. We've done it. Here's mm -hmm. your, here's your checklist. You know what I mean? No, I totally get it. You know, uh, Richard, whatever was the guy that came out with sweating with the oldies. Well, see, you could have done sweating with the moldies, you know, <laughs> a, a whole new workout routine. <laughs> sure. Sure. You get paid $4,000 to do it. Exactly. I know. I was like, do we need to open up a cleanup company? Because this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's been some big money. Okay. So uh, what would you say is the hardest decision that you've ever had to make as an entrepreneur? Um, hardest decision, I, I would say a lot of those no's in life. Um, you know, I owned a door-to-door -door sales company for years mm -hmm. and we were offered contracts in certain areas and we got to the point where we were bringing in a ton of money every year and the money the money was coming into the company but my husband and I were taking home the same amount of money and we were working our butts off and to realize where that you know where that shift is of mm -hmm. what I'm doing is it worth the time or is it not um, so I think that's, that's one aspect and really understanding again, to evaluate that on a regular basis and know, um, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, since losing my husband, I absolutely strive to spend the time with family, 
and do the things that I want to do, if that means I buy one less house, that's perfect because mm-hmm. it is about that balance and finding what I want to do, how I want to do it. You know, what I do is different than what you do. And, sure. and that's one of those things that I think is perfect. We don't need to be at the same place, uh, much like anybody on this call. We're all starting wherever we're starting, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Um, if you could start over again, what might you do differently? Would you do anything differently? (laughs) This is such a hard question for me um, because Mm -hmm. I, and I think you've asked me this question before, um, but it's one of those things where I know I have learned so much from every single thing that's gone wrong um, that if I did anything massively differently, would I know what I know today? Would I be as confident? Would I be, you know, would I be who I am today? And I know that I wouldn't. Um, Mm -hmm. If I were going to do something differently, I obviously would have bought real estate earlier. (laughs) Um, I look back on my door-to-door sales company and we rented offices for 10 years. And I look back at those numbers and I'm like, why didn't, why didn't someone tell me to buy a darn office? Like, where did I miss the boat on this? Um, So it is one of those things that it's just knowing what you know a little bit earlier. And obviously, you know, you and I both try to share that as much as possible. Get in, buy a house a year. That was my goal when we started. I wanted to buy one house a year. Um, And if everybody could realize that just buying one house a year would massively change your circumstance, Mm -hmm. um, I I think it would be, it would be a a very different place. So I wouldn't change anything, but I would have looked at real estate a little bit sooner. Okay. Well, that's, that's a great, great answer. I mean, I totally agree. You know, I've never met anyone that's gotten, gotten into real estate that did not utter the words at least 50 times. I wish I had done this sooner. Yeah, absolutely. All of you that are listening and watching now is a good time. You can't start yesterday if you didn't start yesterday. So today is a really good day to start. Well, it's like my saying, I say all the time, when's the best time to plant a tree? And obviously 20 years ago is the best time. The next best time is today. So do it today, start the process. Um, It will be something you do not regret. Mm -hmm. So how, how would you describe the way you play full out to people? Because you are, an amazing woman, very accomplished, great numbers of successes and attributes, you know, already, and you've got a long way to go. You're a young person still. And so how do you play full out in a way that people might be able to emulate? I think the biggest thing, and I learned this in door to door, I think the biggest thing is to try to be as impactful as possible in all situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we used to say in door to door, recruit everywhere you go. So you don't have to go anywhere to recruit. And we were always hiring. So that was, that was our number one priority in the door to door sales world. So in that, you know, houses and people are my number one priority in, in the real estate world. Right. So Mm -hmm. I talk to people everywhere. Um, I have conversations at the grocery store, at the gas station. Um, I, I met a gentleman at the bar the other night at the, um, the watching the sunset in Mount Dora. 
I, I met him. He's from Michigan. He does woodworking. He needs to buy a house here in town. You know, we swapped information right away. So having that openness of always talking about what we're doing. Uh, and honestly, I hear some of the most beautiful stories from people, good and bad, that I can share some of my experiences with. And mm -hmm. I think that is something that is just massively powerful. So whatever your focus is, uh, doesn't matter what it is. If it's getting out of your job, if it's getting into real estate, you know, if it's knocking doors, if it's buying your first house, then that needs to be your focus everywhere. You need to talk to everybody. Everybody needs to know what you do. And I know it's something that we both ask on a regular basis on Facebook or online. We're both very active on, on Facebook. Um, does everybody know what you do? I saw a post the other day. Um, does your next door neighbor know that you buy houses? Um, my entire neighborhood knows I buy houses. Most of Lake County <laughs> knows I buy houses, the county that I live in. Mm -hmm. um, so being open and forward and knowing that that's who I, that is a part of who I am um, and just talking about it everywhere. So those are the, those are the big things for me. Well, you know, and, and that's one of the things that, that we try to teach people is not just to have conversation, but to have intentional conversations to make it something of value of matter you know what's important to you learn what you know other people want to achieve with their life think about what you want to achieve with your life and how can you use a conversation to help promote that agenda and it's not promoting the agenda solely for your own benefit it's for the other person's benefit too you know it's, it's the whole philosophy we love to talk about think win-win win-win or no deal you know that's very covey-esque <laughs> I presume that can be used as a word. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, you know, it's interesting the way that you mentioned that it made me think of something. And uh, when I owned a door to door sales company, I would tell people, you know, what, how's the weather and what do you do for a living or like the top two questions at any, <laughs> anything where you don't know someone. Right. right. Um, and I would answer, <laughs> right. I would answer, I own a door to door sales company and people would be like, what? people do that you you know I would get this like look of disgust mm -hmm. um, and the conversation was just such a downer you know and since real estate who doesn't love HGTV and who doesn't love Chip and Joe or you know flip or flop whoever um, when you say you're in real estate on any level it doesn't matter where you're at if you're just starting mm -hmm. you know sharing that information you will have beautiful conversations with people um, and if I'm on a plane, I, I sat next to a contractor um, who worked on Kim and Kanye West's house on a plane the other day. And I'm mm -hmm. like, uh, I never would have had this conversation if I said I owned a door-to-door -door sales company because I flip houses. I got to have this really cool conversation with someone and, and made a connection with someone that I wouldn't have otherwise made. So people love talking about real estate. They love mm -hmm. talking about houses. Um, and I think there's just so many ways to do it. Right. And even if you're not in real estate, what is it that you're passionate about? You know, if exactly. it wasn't door to door, that's what you do for a business. But what does that do for your life? Yeah. And what does that oh. allow you to do with your life? 100%. 100%. You know, I mean, I was at a three-day real estate conference and I spent more time talking about wheelchairs mm -hmm. and raising a billion dollars for charity as real estate investors than I did specifically about real estate in general sure. and it can help you to promote you know your bigger agenda your dreams your goals and aspirations
And um, that's, such a, that's such a great point. I know I use the example with my mother a lot. Um, my mother is liking real estate more and more, but realistically, she's an artist. She loves making jewelry. I've got jewelry on. You know, she loves making jewelry. She loves making people happy with jewelry. And mm -hmm. so incorporating that, you know, let's buy a couple more houses for you this year, mom, and make the jewelry you want to make and sell it a couple weekends a year. So it's, it's taking control of your life in a certain aspect and focusing right. on wheelchairs. You know, there's so many charities that are so important to my heart mm -hmm. as well as yours. Um, whether it be Avos here locally or just like my child out in San Diego, which we love, um, and being able to benefit those communities and circumstances with real estate mm -hmm. is absolutely more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of think I know the answer to this question. So I'm going to ask, who are your two top role models? <laughs> I get two because my mom's one. I already yeah, talked about her. <laughs> No, I understand. Um, you know, I think role models uh, for me is something that uh, kind of floats and changes on a regular mm -hmm. basis. And I, I think it should in general. Um, Brian Tracy is a huge one for me. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love his, his sales. I think it's a, a book that everyone should read is The Psychology of Selling mm -hmm. and Understanding the Process. I've had dinner with him. I absolutely love the man and his beautiful wife. What a pleasure of people to work with and communicate with and, and just learn from. Um, my mentor right now is Jeffrey Hazlett. He's actually gonna be speaking on my upcoming cruise. And he is, he's the former um, chief marketing officer of Kodak. He's bought and sold hundreds of businesses. Um, he is an all around stand-up guy that I have learned so much from in such a short period of time that has massively impacted my life in the last 12 months. I met him 12 months ago. Um, mm -hmm. And the connections and people around him that are amazing. I, I was actually out in Vegas. I, I met with Jeffrey and I met with a couple other people that um, are in his, his group as well. And um, there's a gentleman sitting there that's raised a billion dollars for charity. That is his only focus is bringing clean water to certain areas. And he literally goes around and does it. He's a billionaire. He's an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. And he's dressed in, in something that I would never have assumed um, that he had any money at all, <laughs> um, which is so cool to see how powerful people can be with their, their monetary value, not, mm -hmm. not their showiness and their, their silly stuff, right? But really yeah. making a massive difference. So he's really showed me that we can up level on a very different, very different scale. Cool. So let me ask one kind of final question as we start to wrap up here. What's the one question you wanted me to ask that I didn't? <laughs> the one question I wanted you to ask. Um, gosh, that is, that is a tough one. Um, you and I know each other. We've yeah. known each other for years. Um, so I think we know so much about one another. Um, I would say, uh, I wanted you to ask why you haven't booked my cruise yet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't really know what, what kind of question I think for me, one of the questions I do get a lot from people is what could we do differently in that first like 90 days of trying to invest in real estate. And I think that's maybe a good one for people in general. Um, for me, and obviously, you know, because I, I knew you right when we were getting started. Um, 
I was so worried about getting my first deal. Like it was all consuming in my mind and I was getting frustrated and I was getting angry and I was thinking, you know, we can do this. Um, and it was constantly like bouncing around in my head. Um, so I think for people starting out some sort of calmness, like if you can, if you can meditate or if you can, can think, um, whether it be the Brian Tracy positive affirmations every morning, like I am a successful real estate investor and I buy whatever my goal is. I, I buy one house a year. I buy two houses a year. Mm -hmm. I, I help families, you know, get into properties, whatever those things are, having a clear cut intro to it and knowing that whatever the timing is, is exactly what the timing is supposed to be. So I think it took me, you know, three or four months to buy my first house. Mm -hmm. And then I got three houses under contract in those next 30 days. Right. And at that point, my mind was exploding of I like, oh, <laughs> what? what, how did we do this? Oh my gosh, why didn't we do this sooner? But I know that excitement kept me going in the beginning mm -hmm. and the frustration kept me going. So you know, whatever's going on, just talk to the people around you, you know, reach out to, to myself, to Augie, to anyone around you, you know, there's always a way we can lift you up, we can, we can help you through. Yeah, and the key is too many people tend to focus on the result rather than exactly. the process that creates the result. So we chase something that we're not necessarily qualified to catch. Yeah. Whereas if we focus on the process, we keep getting better and better. And then what happens is everything becomes duplicatable. Yeah. Got that you know, first deal and then boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Because you were ready with that first deal right. to handle the opportunities two, three, and four. Yeah. And you know, it is interesting. It's we did it with door to door. We didn't talk mm -hmm. about how many sales you wanted to make because you can't control that. But we talked about how many doors we could knock in a day and how many people we could talk to in a day. Because mm -hmm. we can we can track those numbers. We can do that. Um, you know, I bought my first house off of 30 letters, which is an insane ratio, never happened to me again, to be clear, <laughs> was very lucky <laughs> on my first batch of letters. Um, but I knew that and I was like, oh my gosh, can I buy a house on every 30 letters? I think I spent, I think I sent like 8,000 more letters before I got another deal on a letter. Um, but that first batch was amazing. So the things we can track, are you talking to people everywhere you go? Do you talk to everybody at the grocery store, gas station, you know, Publix, whatever it is? Post office, wherever you are, absolutely. You need to, you need to have, be there. You know, another couple that, that's part of our mastermind that did exactly that. 30 letters, they bought a house. Mm -hmm. Easy business. Yeah. Not exactly. They were really targeted letters. And, mm -hmm. and so it also shows you what you do with your marketing if you're in this business. You know, if you market to everyone, you market to no one. But if Correct. you get really, you know, tied in, dialed in, radar, you know, sonar, laser, whatever you, you've got for your business to really ratchet down your marketing targets, you're going to have better results. And so that's all a matter of process, not a matter of result. The process causes the result. It's not the other way around. So. And obviously there's always a little bit of luck of the draw. You know, I mean, I did have a targeted list for those first 8,030 mm -hmm. <laughs> properties. Um, but sometimes it's, it's when you catch it. Did you get my letter before you got four others? And exactly. you liked my dog on my letter or you liked my wording. 
Um, you know, it's, it's just that thing where mm -hmm. I, because I was talking everywhere, two of those other leads didn't come from letters that I closed in those first 30 days. So understanding yeah. it when we're going to market to everybody, like obviously we market on Facebook to everybody not targeted, mm -hmm. but we're doing it in a way that it's easy to do. It fits with our lifestyle. You know, I can post every day and mm -hmm. y'all see me, you know what I'm doing, you know where I'm at. And, uh, it really, really helps on that side. All right. Well, Folks, we've been talking with the amazing Alexa Mikna, and I really appreciate Alexa for investing her time with us today. Of course. This has been pretty awesome. And so, and to you out there listening and watching, I want to thank you for being with us today. And, you know, Alexa is one of those amazing people that really knows how to share, you know, her thoughts on success, and she does play full out every single day. So thank you for watching and listening. And remember, in your own world, always play full out. Thanks so much, Augie. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alexa.